Okay, go there in your Bible. James chapter 1. Let me show you what the scriptures are saying. James chapter 1. Watch here. Verse number 2 says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, so what the Bible's talking to us today about the testing of our faith, because I want you to understand something. Reaction is in the flesh. Reaction is knee jerk. But, but responding, it takes faith to respond. Anybody can react, but it takes faith. It takes trust. It takes belief. It takes confidence in God to respond right. So he said, when your faith is tested, we know it stirs you up in the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So when you respond in faith, it releases something into every core and fiber of your being so that you're complete, you are whole. Right now, remember, there's, there's fragments, there's sections of you that are yet to be developed. And God rarely develops you on the mountaintop of success. But he always uses the valley of despair. So what does he do? He tests your faith so to see, are you going to react to what you're in or will you respond to what you're in? It takes faith to respond, to trust and believe God and to say God is good. Reaction is like, listen, all throughout the scriptures, we see people that were in the right season, but they reacted poorly. You, 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 you watch this, just the reactions in the scriptures. You see Peter, he's in the right, right season. He reacts and he says, I don't know who Jesus is. You, you, you see the reaction of, of Moses. He, God says, speak to the rock, Moses, and he, or, or speak to the rock, and he strikes the rock. So there's reactions. There's different reactions throughout the scriptures. God is not looking for your reaction. He is requiring of you a response. And a response that is at the level of this season you're in. So you got, listen, the first thing you got to know is what is the season I'm in? What, what's the, what, what is, listen, the season I used to be in is not the season I currently am. So listen, listen, last May, y'all remember last May? Ah! Last May, we were stuck in the house. Last May, I was eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches every single day. Last May, you couldn't get a, a reservation at a, at a hotel or a restaurant or no gyms, no schools, no, our pets' heads were falling off. It's a dumb and dumb, dumb and dumber reference for the younger people that are like, what is he doing? That was then, and this is now. And so uh, my question to you today is, what, what, what season are you in? It requires the right response. It requires a response. Listen, Mary responded to God. When the angel of the Lord came and said, you, I know you're a virgin, but you're pregnant with the perfect one. She pondered in her heart and she responded in trust to God. What about Jesus? He gets to the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, I don't want to do this, but I'm not going to react to the situation. I respond and I yield to God. What about David? David came and he said, listen, this guy Goliath, we're not going to let him talk trash against our church. He said, listen, 
listen, I'm not reacting to this. I'm responding. God is for me. Who can be against me? All throughout your life, you're going to have to respond in the season you're in because the season you were in is not the same season you are in. And every season, God's giving you the grace. He's given you the faith. He's given you the ability to respond and flourish. And a lot of times, God doesn't bring you into a new season until you can conquer this season. So some of you are like, man, I can't wait for this season to be over. And God's like, me too. Because I need you to learn what you need to learn before you can graduate and move on. I'm not taking you out of this and into what you want. Come on, for some people in the Bible, it took them 40 years to wander in the wilderness and wander around. So what, what should have taken somebody 40 days could take you 40 years. Today, you got to understand, God, give me the right response. I don't want to react. I want to respond. It takes trust. It takes faith. Responding, responding means I have clarity and I have composure. Reaction means I have no composure and I have no plan. God speaks to a man named Jonah. He said, Jonah, this is the season you're in. You're going to go and you're going to preach to Nineveh. Jonah reacts. He has no composure. He has no plan. I'm out. He had to get to a place where God humbled him, and he gets sober, and he goes, all right, you win. I'll trust your plan, not mine. And he responds in faith. And he graduates out of the season. Now, 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 this is one of those scriptures. I know you, you, there's parts of scriptures people are like, I don't like that part of the Bible. I like everything. But the, this is one of those scriptures, James 1, verse 2, that is like, count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kind. Everybody's like, why would I count it joyful when I'm in a funky season? Because do you understand that what God is requiring of you is going to produce things in you that's lacking? You, you, you don't have this yet. You, you, you think, I'm good. I'm great. I got this. I've, I've, I, I, Jesus is for me. God is for me. God is with me. Okay, that's, God is for all of us. But he is developing you into the person you're called to be. And let me just give you a heads up today. You can't do what you're called to do until you become who you're called to become. And once you become who you're called to become, then you will do what you're called to do. But God is more interested in your becoming than he is in your doing. And so God says, I'll do a mighty work that requires the right response. And out of the response, then you'll get to walk in what I've called you to, to do. Do you understand that out of as we come out of COVID, when I, when I say come out of COVID, the schools are opening up. Thank you, Jesus. The, the restaurants, I, I, someone walked by the table the other day and asked me, would you like a, a water? Would you like to order off the menu? And I started to cry. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard this in a year. Like we got restaurants and schools and then we're coming back. But I think right now, we're finally able to look in, in a moment of sobriety at the damage of last year. So I can respond to see what's going on. What's God saying? What's the season I'm in? 
I just went through a lot of tough stuff and a, a terrible disconnection. What, what, what's going on in me now? I think all of us are responding to one of four things. Write down these four things in your notes today. You're responding either to challenge, change, adversity, or success. We were, we were recently on a Palm Springs spring break trip, and I was hanging out with my friend Colin Henderson. He's uh, like a life coach. He's a motivational speaker. He's an author. He's an incredible just like mindset master guy. He said this thought to me, and I thought that is exactly where we are. People are responding to one of four things. You're either in challenge or change, adversity or success. There's challenges post-COVID. There's challenges in your business, challenges in your soul, challenges in your relationship. There's challenges you're up against. This is just, let's be honest. It's a challenging season. It's challenging to rebuild. It's challenging to, to renew your mind, whatever it is. There, there's challenges and there's changes. Let's just be honest, church. You've changed. We've changed. Life has changed. Culture's changed. Church has changed. Everything has changed. Nothing is the same. Your friends have changed. Your family has changed. Some of you lost friends, lost relationships. So much has changed. How will you respond to the change? There's, there's challenge, there's change, there's adversity. Adversity is different than challenge. Challenges are like, you know, we're up against some things. Adversity is like, no, this is hard. This is a storm. This is, this is like, this is, this is, I'm in it. I'm, we're, we got sickness. We got sorrow. We got depression. We just, we're in major adversity. And then yet some in our church, some in, uh, streaming in right now, you've experienced great success, like wild success. We have so many people in Zoe, their businesses more than doubled, tripled, quadrupled. I mean, just 10x in some companies. So you, how do I respond to success? How, sometimes success comes on somebody and they just start spending money, ball out. We going, you know, Vegas is opening up, Bellagio, we know whatever. I'm just using examples now, okay? But how will you respond in your life to challenge, change, adversity, and success? Challenge, change, adversity, and success. It's a testing of your faith. Even success is a test of your faith. Success is testing your faith because it's, it's asking you, did God do this or did you do this? Is God your provider still or are you the provider? Is God still requiring you and asking you to tithe or do you get to do whatever you want with your time, money, and talent? So it's a test. It's a test. The challenge is a test. The change, so much has changed. It's a test. It's a test of your, your faith in God. The, the adversity, is a, it's just a test. The, the success is a test. God is testing you. He is testing you because he loves you. He is testing you because he sees things that are lacking in you. He, sings, he sees things that like, you know, I don't think this is that good. We need to work on this. The other day, we took all these wiffle balls out in our front yard, and, and we took the golf club out, and I got the three boys hitting golf balls. Well, actually, to be honest, her, their mother brought them out. We, we, we both need a full-ride scholarship. We're going to get it one way or the other. So, so we brought these little golf balls out, and, and, and the boys are hitting you know, golf balls. And my five-year-old Maverick, I mean, Maverick just wakes up swaggy, just hair all disheveled, like puts outfits together. like He just doesn't care. That's why he's cool. So, so Maverick steps up after his older brother, and Maverick starts hitting golf balls. And I promise you, I see his swing, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my gosh. He hits another one. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He hits a third one. I'm like, there it is. There it is. 
I look at my five-year-old and I'm like, son, you have a beautiful swing. I almost got teary out. I'm like, who taught you? Where did you? Like the seven-year-old is like chopping at the ball. Like he has treated it like firewood. He stops his swing right here. I'm like, no, son, look at your five-year-old younger brother. Look at how smooth, look at the tempo. Look at the follow-through. Look at how he's, look how he moves his hips. I'm like, oh, son, you are, seven-year-old, you are lacking. The five-year-old is perfect. The first time I ever said that is about this young man. Can I just tell you, God sees what you lack. And God, as a good father, says, I am going to develop you. I am going to work with you. I am going to shape you. And, and sometimes I'll use success to shape you. Sometimes I'll use adversity to shape you. Sometimes it will be the changes. Who moved my cheese? Who moved my friends? Who moved my family? Who moved my community? Sometimes I'll use the change. And sometimes I'll use the challenge. But I'm going to use something to change you because I see where we're going. I see where this is headed. I see the plan I have for you. Come on, anybody thankful today? God knows the plans he has for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you give you a hope in the future so 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 listen you're going to need response response is clarity and it is composure it is clarity and composure you you, you need more clarity uh, I, I just beg of you get more insight get more knowledge get more understanding get more i'll use another word this is a churchy words one of my favorite words revelation you need clarity. You don't need emotions. Emotions will make you see things funky. Bitterness and offense and energy and intense. You don't need them. You need clarity. You, you need composure. And out of clarity and composure, I can have faith to trust God. If you stay over here, there's no composure. There's no plan. It's just a reaction. But when I respond, God, this is where you have me. This is what I'm doing. This is where we're going. I can trust. Even though I walk through the valley, I know you're good. I know you're for me. I, I believe this is sovereign. This You put me in this situation. If God wanted you in a different season, he would make the other season happen. But God has you here. He has you now. So I got three questions to ask you as you respond. Write down the title before I ask you. We're talking about wrong response in the right season. We, we, I'm trying to get you to the right response in the right season. But we are removing the negative to put in the positive. You need the right response for the right season. Here's three questions to ask yourself in the season that you're in. Number one, would you ask yourself this question? Where are you? Do you know where you are? Do you, do you know where you are? The first question that God asked man in all of the Bible is to the first human ever created. And he asked this guy, Adam, Adam, where are you? Genesis 3, 9. Uh, the Lord called. Hey, Adam, where are you at, bro? And if God asked you the question, where are you? Could you answer that today? God, I know where I am. I am in the season that you put me in. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Or I'm in whatever city you live. I'm assigned to this church. I'm assigned to these people. I'm, these are my friends. This is my community. I know exactly where I am. Do you know where you're at? It's kind of like when you come to the mall and you see that big old sign that says, You are 
Here, sometimes it's like the first thing we do. Fam, we got to get around. Let's find a big reader board. Let's just find out. I see Neiman's. I see Nordstrom's. I see, I see all of it. But I need to find out where I am. So you hear me today. God is asking you to discover where he's placed you. Has he placed you in success? Has he placed you in adversity? Has he placed you in change or challenge? Wherever you are, find out where you are. Because I love God. One time God comes to this guy, Elijah, and Elijah is somewhere where he's not supposed to be. See, some of us post-COVID, we are starting to discover, oh my gosh, I'm in a place that God doesn't want me. I am in a, in a, in a funky mood or a funky place or I'm, I'm in a bad mindset. I am in some place that God did not put me. So I've got to move. God comes to Elijah and he says in 1 Kings 19, watch as it comes on the screen. 1 Kings 19, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah, what are you doing here? I did not call you here. I did not place you here. I did not, this is not my best. This is not my anointing. This is not my grace. Excuse me. What are you doing here? The other day, my three-year-old, we couldn't find him anywhere. And you know parenting? It's like, hey, look for your little brother. I send the seven and the five-year-old. Look for your little brother. They go both ways. They can't find him. Do another lap. He's a hider. Can't find him again. Parenting, it comes in levels so I said, last lap. They do one more lap. Now I'm moderately concerned because now you got me off the couch and I'm watching golf. So now I come outside. Clive, Clive, Clive. Now I'm looking around. I'm in the garage. I'm under the beds. I'm looking around for my son. I can't find him. Now it's starting to, lo- it's starting to rise. Where's my guy? Where's my guy? So motherhood. Happy Mother's Day. Mom's smart enough to walk up the hill. She walks up the top. My guy had gone around the corner by himself. He w- and I, when I got to the top of the hill, I looked at that young man. I said, what are you doing here? Sometimes God loves you enough to ask you, um, excuse me, but what, what are you doing in this relationship? What, what are you doing in this job? What, 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 excuse me, but what, you're, you're, you're what? He says to Elijah, fam, what are you doing here? This is not my best. This is not my will. You won't get my favor here. You don't have my grace here. What are you doing here? Some of you have been running from the love of God. You have been running from the grace of God. And God loves you enough to ask you the question, where are you? Just as Adam was in hiding and Elijah was in hiding, some of you have been hiding from God's word, God's plan, and God's best. And the word of the Lord comes to you today to says, I love you enough to say, where are you? Why, I love Psalm 139. This is one of the best portions of scripture. Watch on the screen. Look at Psalm 139. You know When I sit down and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down and when I run from my parents around the corner. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens you are there if i make my bed in the depths you are there see you've been hiding but god hasn't you've been lost but god is not 
We serve the God that is the good shepherd that goes to find the lost sheep. He says, no, 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 I know where you've been hiding. You've been stuck. You've been hurting. You've been broken. You've been in despair. You've been, you've been disconnected. Come, my love. Come to the place, into the season, into the grace, into the knowledge, into the, into the clarity. Come, come and drink from living water. Do you know where you are? God does. Even if you're lost today, God's not lost. Even if you're broken, God is not broken. Even when you are faithless, he is faithful. He, he, his, his eye is on you. The Bible says the eye of the Lord he is on the righteous and the unrighteous. He's in love with you. David says, where can I go? I can't shake this guy. I can't shake this guy. He, see, he knows where I'm at. He, even if I try and turn off, find my friends, he still knows. The other day, Julia and I got into a fight. And she was walking somewhere, and I was like, you, I text her, I know where you are still. And, 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 and she realized it's through Find My Friend, she turned it off. I was like, dang it, that's marriage. <laughs> Took an L. Still trying to get to find my friends back. Really got to do the dishes today, man. Where are you? Where are you? God loves Elijah so much. He's not mad at him like, you idiot. He's just saying, hey, man, wh what are you doing here? Right. Samson, wh what are you doing here? What, 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 what? Hey, talk to me. What got you into this place? Because this, this looks like reality. You don't even have a plan. You don't have composure. You don't have clarity. No, 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 no. It's composure. It's clarity. It's confidence. It's faith. That's response. First reaction. The first thing God would say to you today is, where are you? Second thing he'd say, what, what, what needs to change? What do you need to change? For you to respond well to where God has placed you, the season that you're in. What, what do you need to change? Because God rarely just comes and finds you and goes, oh, just want to make sure you knew that I know where you're at. <laughs> okay, see you later, man. No, 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 God pulls us out. And he says, there's some changes that we need to make. God is not above looking you in the eyes and addressing the changes you need to make. Even as he looked at the rich young ruler and says, I know you've been good in this area, but one thing you lack. God loves you enough to look you in the eyes and say, there's some changes you need to make for you to develop, for you to grow, for you to get to where I've called you to go, for you to become who you're supposed to become so you can do what you're, there's some, we got to make some improvements. No one walks into Home Depot just to lollygag. No one walks into Home Depot just, I'm just perusing. No, you come in there because you want to make an improvement on your home. God brings you into his presence because he wants to take you down the aisle of your life that you need to improve. I just love this. By the way, God can applaud and celebrate all the good things about you and yet still identify what's missing. He loves you enough to acknowledge all the greats, but say, you know what? In this season, we need you to work on this. Watch what he says in Revelation. Look at this. I love these scriptures. Revelation 2. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate bad coffee and wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but they are not. Clippers fans, and have found them false. Cowboys fans, you have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and you have not grown weary. Praise God. Yet I hold this against you. Wait, hold on. God, you holding something against me? I thought I was your child. Yeah, but you know, you're swinging just, you know, but you know, the attitude. You know, you just, 
I'll notice, the, what are you doing here? I hold this against you, he says. I've got this issue with you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I'll come, he says, and I'll make sure that I remove it to somebody else who will respond and not react. He is saying to us, listen, I know all the great things you got going, and thank you, thank you, I love you, I'm with you, but you know what? This area is really going to affect your future. This area is going to hurt your life, and so we got to get some clarity and some composure in this situation. we got to get some clarity and some composure to this season of your life because if you don't, what's going to happen is I'll find somebody who will respond. I'll find somebody who I can trust. I'll find somebody who I can give double the anointing, and, and if, you don't, if you don't understand how much I love you and I'm for you, see, the response is a response to grace. The response is a response to God's best. It's not to his law or his command or what he's upset at no it's responding to God's best so what needs to improve what aisle do you need to walk down today to say you know what I need to improve this about my faith I need to improve this about my character I need to improve this about my mindset I need to improve this about my relationships I need to improve this area of forgiveness what improvements see life is this thing that it's so easy to sit around and talk about all the improvements that other people need to make. Well, you know, if they would just, and if they'd stop, you know, their problem is, how about you? Jesus goes, the problem with being a hypocrite is you point out the speck in another person's eye, but you don't realize there's a log in yours. The other day we were texting with Julia's sister. She's got a lot of them. I forget which one it was. And the next day, she screenshot the photo she sent us, and she says, thanks, guys. You couldn't tell me I had a booger in my nose. She, like, zoomed in on the bug. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's disgusting. It's gross. Ooh, that's gross. That's a bug. I didn't see it. It's a big bug. I don't, ugh, ugh. See, a lot of times what happens is we can see the fault in others, but we can't see the fault in ourselves. And God is asking you today, if you react you got no clarity or composure on your life. Stop studying other people's lives. Stop giving so much attention and energy into what they're doing wrong. No, I'd rather stand here and say, God, what do you want me to do? I can't control others. I can only control me. Give me faith. Give me hope. Give me forgiveness. Give me joy. Come on in your house right now. Clap like you know where you are and you know what I'm going to work on this. I'm going to improve this. I'm going to get better here. I don't I don't know about you, but I'm working on me. I'm under construction. I'm under the hand of the Lord. I'm under the spirit of God. I'm so into the spirit I'm starving the flesh. Stop judging other people off their actions and stop judging yourself on your intentions. No, you start understanding your life. I'm going to get better. I'm going to grow. How will I do that? God love me. God receive me. God accept me. God approve me. Come on, clap in your house if you're grateful. God is speaking to me. I know your deeds. I know you're awesome. You're the best. You guys, are, I love you. You guys are so great. Uh, we got to work on this. So where are you? What needs to improve? And the third question, write down number three today. Where are you getting help? Like, who's helping you? Because I can go through any season 
in my life as long as I don't go through it alone. So in this season, God never makes you walk in your lonesome. He never makes you walk by yourself. Even God saw Adam and said, nope, 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 nope. It's not good that he's alone. Let's give him a helpmate. Let's give him an encourager. Let's give somebody that they can build life together. So can I ask you, do you know with all the improvement you need to make, all the changes God's asking of you, do you know where you're getting your help from? Worship team, you can come join me. Oh, I love this scripture, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I know where my help comes from. God is my source. God is my supply. God says in my weakness, his power is made perfect. I know where my help comes from. It comes from getting into his presence. Because when I get into God's presence, hear me today, you need more of the presence of God in your life. You need more of time with Jesus. You need more time with God. God will give you the clarity, the composure, and the plan that you need. Without it, you will walk in a reaction. But when you get with God, you'll respond. God will give you the strength that you need, the wisdom that you need, the peace that you need, the joy that you need. He'll give you the friendships that you need. I love Psalm 19. Look at it on the screen. Psalm 19, this is one of my favorite scriptures. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You'll show me the path. You'll show me the path. And when I get in your presence, there is fullness of joy. So whether you're in success or adversity or challenge or change, none of those define you because I got into his presence and when I get into his presence all my troubles fade away all my issues drop into the background when I get into the presence of the Lord where does my help come from my help comes from you the maker of heaven and earth come on do you believe it today do you agree with it today see I need you to understand the season you're in is from God. The season you're in is very big because it develops the future of who you're becoming. God loves you enough to give you a sovereign season. It's a season from God. You might feel like, ah, it's way too much change for me to handle. This is adversity, and I'm tired of adversity. This is success I've never never had this much money. I've never had this much influence. I've never had this much access. I've never had this much favor. What do I do with all this success? God will show you. God will, God will give you strength. God will give you clarity and composure when you get into his presence. All the help you need comes from God. All the wisdom you need comes from godly counsel. All the steps you need are found in the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Somebody thank God today. God has given me the response, not the reaction. The enemy wants to seduce me into reacting to all this, that, and the other. But God wants to give me the response that is due to his name. The response that is fit for the season. The response that is required of me for me to graduate and to get into the future that God's called to me. 
Oh, look at one last scripture. Stand up in your house. Stand up in the ministry center. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock, and he established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it, and they will fear, and they will trust in the name of the Lord. Come on, clap today. Somebody thank him. God brought you to this service. He brought you to this message to pull you out of a pit, to set your feet upon a rock, to say you're not going to live in a reaction. We're going to bring you into a response. And when you respond to God, you lift your hands. When you respond to God, you lift your voice. When you respond to God, you got your feet set. You got your composure. You got your clarity. You got your mindset. You got your faith right because you know God is for me. Who can be against me? Oh, come on, Zoe. If you believe it today, let's pre-